again, and welcome to episode 105 of Be Boomer Unleashed, our Just Good News series journal entry number three. I'm Jerry Lake, the Unleashed Baby Boomer, and I'll be your host for today's episode and all the episodes of Be Boomer Unleashed. Before we get into today's episode, let me remind you where you can always find our podcast. You can find us at beboomerunleashed.podbean.com. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play at Be Boomer Unleashed, on iHeartRadio at B.BoomerUnleashed. You can find our link on Facebook, Spotify, and Instagram at Be Boomer Unleashed, on Twitter at Be Boomer Unleashed One. And as always, we encourage you to drop us an email at Be Boomer Unleashed at gmail.com. Once again, that's Be Boomer Unleashed at gmail.com. Give us your comments, your criticisms, your questions, suggestions for future episodes, and as always, if you'd like to be a, a guest on the Be Boomer Unleashed podcast, let us know what you'd like to talk about. Tell us your good news story, and we'll try our best to get you on the show. Well, today, episode 105, we've uh, we've been talking about good news, and we've had some local folks to share good news stories with us, and we told you that we would have a mixture of uh, good news of the past and uh, current day good news. So we're going to bring you back to uh, an era uh, in the 1950s and 1960s that surrounded a gentleman named Martin Luther King Jr. Monday, of course, is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and it's a, a national holiday. And why do we celebrate this holiday? And let's take a look at Martin Luther King Jr. and look back on his life a little bit and uh, see. Uh, what good news we can find surrounding Dr. King. i uh, give you just a little bio information here. Dr. King, uh, he was born Michael King Jr. back on January 15, 1929. Wow, if he were living today, that would make him about 92, I guess. And uh, so uh, he would be an old guy. But uh, he, unfortunately, was assassinated on April 4th, 1968. Martin Luther King Jr. was an American Baptist minister. He was an activist. He became uh, really the most visible spokesperson and leader in the civil rights movement between the years of 1955 and his assassination in 1968. Dr. King is best known for advancing civil rights through nonviolence and civil disobedience. Uh, Dr. King was not a violent man. He did not uh, like violence. He did not uh, advocate violence. He was for peaceful demonstrations and civil disobedience, like not sitting on the back of the bus and, you know, maybe eating in a quote-unquote all-white restaurant. And uh, those acts of civil disobedience is what Dr. King was uh, more about than violence and misbehavior in that way. He was inspired by his Christian beliefs and the nonviolent activism of Mahatma Gandhi. Um, And uh, that was a role model, if you will, for Dr. King. He was the son of an early civil rights activist, Martin Luther King Sr. And Dr. King participated in and led marches for blacks' rights to vote, desegregation, labor rights, other basic civil rights. King led the 1955 Montgomery bus boycott, later became the first president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. As president of the SCLC, he led the unsuccessful Albany movement in Albany, Georgia, and helped organize some of the nonviolent 1963 protests in Birmingham, Alabama. 
King helped organize the 1963 March on Washington, where he delivered his famous I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And we'll talk a little more about that speech just a little later. The SCLC put into practice the tactics of nonviolent protest with some success by strategically choosing the methods and places in which protests were carried out. There were several dramatic standoffs with segregationist authorities who sometimes turned violent. Then FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover considered King a radical and made him an object of the FBI's co-intel pro from 1963 forward. FBI agents investigated him for possible communist ties, recorded his extramarital liaisons, and reported on them to government officials, and in 1964 mailed King a threatening anonymous letter which he interpreted as an attempt to make him commit suicide. Now, King was just a man. And yes, he was uh, much uh, kind of a womanizer, a lot of folks said. He had extramarital affairs. He's not the only politician to ever do that. But because he might have had some problems in other areas does, does not mean that his message should be ignored entirely. Uh, a lot of people today, you know, they say, oh, well, he said this or she did that or he did something else. And goodness sakes alive, uh, nothing he says could possibly mean anything. Well, he was a man. He was a human being. And uh, people today can't get that through their head, it doesn't seem like. I mean, you know, Donald Trump, is he the greatest guy that was ever uh, president on the face of the earth? No, probably not. He was loud. He was a braggart. He had your typical New Yorker personality. But he had some great things to do for this country and for the economy. And But people couldn't seem to forgive him. But we forgave Dr. King his indiscretions and uh, took what he said at face value. And uh, we think that, uh, you know, as a result, Dr. King made some significant inroads into the civil rights movement. As a matter of fact, in October 1964, King won the Nobel Peace Prize for combating racial inequality through nonviolent, nonviolent resistance. In 1965, he helped organize two of the three Selma to Montgomery marches, and in his final years, he expanded his focus to include opposition towards poverty, capitalism, and, yes, the Vietnam War. In 1968, King was planning a national occupation in Washington, D.C. to be called the Poor People's Campaign when he was assassinated on April 4th in Memphis, Tennessee. His death was followed by riots in many U.S. cities, allegations that James Earl Ray, the man convicted of killing King, had been framed or acted in concert with government agents uh, persisted for decades after the shooting. King was posthumously awarded the Presidential Medal of Freeman, of freedom and the Congressional Gold Medal, Martin Luther King Jr. Day was established as a holiday in cities and states throughout the United States beginning in 1971. The holiday was enacted at the federal level by legislation signed by great Democratic President, no, he was a Republican, President Ronald Reagan. Imagine that, a Republican president signing into law Martin Luther King Jr. Day as a national holiday. Did that in 1986. 
Hundreds of streets in the United States have been renamed in his honor, and the most populous county in Washington state was rededicated for him. The Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. was dedicated in 2011. Now, probably his most famous speech of all time was a 17-minute speech that he delivered from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. It was entitled, I Have a Dream. Now, I'm not going to share that whole speech with you. You've heard it. If you haven't heard it before, go over on YouTube or just Google I Have a Dream speech, and you can hear that entire speech uh, that he gave that day in front of the Lincoln Memorial. But probably the most famous excerpt, these a few sentences that I'm going to share with you, uh, really put the icing on the cake on the I Have a Dream speech. In the speech's most famous passage, in which he departed from his prepared text, it wasn't a part of his prepared text, gospel singer Mahala Jackson, I think, encouraged him to do this. And uh, she shouted behind him, Tell them about the dream. Tell them about the dream. He says, I say to you today, my friends, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Let me read that to you one more time. I don't think these were just words that were written down to sound good or make him sound better than he was. I think Dr. King said this from his heart, and I don't know why people cannot embrace that today. He says that I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with the little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. You know, and this is just me talking, and I'm going to make some people angry. That's okay. You know, sometimes you make people glad. Sometimes you make people sad. Sometimes you make them angry. And some people will probably be angered by this statement. But I believe we were there. I believe that we had lived out part of Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream. I really think that following his death and the years... uh, leading up to uh, the 21st century, 
that we had become a nation that was kind of colorblind, really. We really, uh, you know, had friends. We didn't have black friends. We didn't have white friends. We had friends. And color had kind of become a non-issue. Then enters President Barack Obama. And like I said, some people are going to get mad, but I believe Barack Obama probably set race relations back in this country 50 or 100 years. And that's a shame. That's a shame. But I think it was all part of the master plan. I think it was all part of the master plan. Now, what would Dr. King think of Black Lives Matter and Antifa? And these two groups have largely pulled in and suckered a lot of black folks, our black brothers and sisters, into believing that this is the way that people should act. Well, let me share with you six demands. Six demands, and this is right off the Black Lives Matter website. If you don't believe it, just go to their website, Black Lives Matter. Below is our full list of six demands for accountability for this moment. It is critical that public outcry continues for each and every one of them. Number one, impeach, convict, and ban Trump from future future political office. Every second that Trump remains in office is a threat to our democracy. We are joining Representative Ilhan Omar, Representative Ayanna Presley, Representative Cory Bush, Representative Jamal Bowman, and others who are demanding Trump be immediately impeached and convicted in the United States Senate. Trump must also be banned from holding elected office in the future. Call your members of Congress and demand they support support impeachment. Does that sound like Dr. King? Something that he would say? I don't think so. Dr. King was a Christian man. He believed in Jesus Christ. Do you think he would want to throw in with people who um, denounce Jesus Christ, those who don't want to have anything uh, uh, to do with Christianity but everything to do about violence? I don't think so. I don't think that's Dr. King's way. I don't think that was his style. Expel Republican members of Congress who attempted to overturn the election and incited a white supremacist attack. More than half the Republican representatives and multiple senators stoked Trump's conspiracy theories and encouraged the white supremacists to take action to overturn the election. We are supporting Representative Cory Bush's resolution to expel them from Congress for their dangerous and traitorous actions. Does that sound like Dr. King? I don't think so. Launch full investigation into the ties between Capitol Police and white supremacy. Does that sound like, Dr. King, does that sound like judging a man not by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character? Does that sound like Dr. King? Does that sound like anything that he would say? The Capitol, they go on to say, was able to be breached and overrun by white supremacists attempting to disrupt a political process that is fundamental to our democracy. Nothing is said here about condemning the burning down of cities all over America this summer and the injury and destruction of personal property. Nothing said about that. Nothing. Guilty parties need to be held accountable and fired. I agree. 
We are supporting Representative Jamal Brown's coup act to investigate these connections. Number four, permanently banned Trump from all digital media platforms. Trump has always used his digital media platforms recklessly and irresponsibly to spread lies and disinformation. Now it is clearer than ever that his digital media is also used to incite violence and promote its continuation. He must be stopped from encouraging his mob and further endangering our communities, even after inauguration. Sound like Dr. King? I don't think so. Defund the police. The police that met our BLM protesters this summer with assault rifles, tear gas, and military-grade protective gear were the same police that on Wednesday met white supremacists with patience and the benefit of the doubt, going so far as to pose for selfies with rioters. The contrast was jarring, but not for black people. We have always known who the police truly protect and serve. D.C. has the most police per capita in this country. More funding is not the solution. Are there bad cops? Sure. A few. But what about, you know, I'm telling you folks, the patience that police officers showed, the Black Lives Matter protesters and the rioters, and I'm not going to, you know, they were rioters. They weren't peaceful protesting. Every one of their protests turned violent. Nearly every protest turned violent. But I thought the restraint that was utilized by the, by the mass Majority by the majority of the police officers was incredible. Incredible. Number six, passed the Breathe Act. The police were born out of slave patrols. <laughs> we cannot reform an institution built upon white supremacy. We need a new radical approach to public safety and community investment. The Breathe Act paints a vision of the world where black lives matter through investments in housing, education, health, and environmental justice. Sound like judging a man by the content of his character instead of the color of his skin? I think not. I think not. How about Antifa? Antifa. What would Dr. King think of Antifa? They're a left-wing antifascist group. You know, I tried to find out some more information from their website, but when you type in Antifa.com, their website takes you to Joe Biden's site. Now, I'm not saying Joe Biden has anything to do with Antifa at all. But if you type in Antifa.com, it takes you, to, takes you to Joe Biden's website. So I really couldn't find a website that really belonged to Antifa, but they are a left-wing anti-fascist group. That's what they, they say they are. Well, what is fascism? Sometimes it's capitalized, according to... Uh, the dictionary, it says it's a governmental system led by a dictator having complete power, forcibly suppressing opposition and criticism, and regimenting all industry. Whoa, wait. All industry, commerce, etc., and emphasizing an aggressive nationalism and often racism. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, when we say all lives matter, when we say all lives matter, we're branded as racists. So these people in Antifa and Black Lives Matter who are out here forcibly suppressing opposition and criticism sounds to me like they might be the fascists. I don't know. But they uh, emphasize an aggressive nationalism. Uh, the philosophy and principles are methods of fascism. 
a political movement that employs the principles and methods of fascism, especially the one established by Mussolini in Italy in 1922 to 43. Well, what did the fascists do? Well, they, they first of all, they destroyed free speech. It's happening right before our very eyes. They've destroyed free speech. They take away the guns. The list goes on and on. They nationalize everything. And you're led by a dictator. Well, that doesn't sound much like the Trump administration to me, but it sure sounds like the people who are hell-bent on getting rid of Donald Trump. Now, do you think Dr. Martin Luther King, this great man, this great civil rights leader, this man who had a dream, this man who had a dream of blacks and whites sitting down together at a table of brotherhood, this man who thought that a person should be judged by the content of their character and not by the color of their skin, you think this guy, this great American, would put his stamp of approval on Black Lives Matter and Antifa? You can decide that for yourself. I have my opinion. But you decide for yourself. Does that sound like the Dr. Martin Luther King we've been talking about? Does that sound like this man who was a man? He was a man. Make no mistake. He made mistakes. He had extramarital affairs. I'm sure he may have mishandled some money. Who knows what he did? But his message was a good message. It was not a message of violence and burning and looting. That was not his message. His message was one of peace, cooperation. Yeah, some civil disobedience. And sometimes you have to have some civil disobedience to get people's attention, but not violence. Just as we deplored any violence that took place there at the Capitol riots on January 6th, we deplore the violence that was initiated by Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And I think Dr. King would have too. Anybody that loves this country and loves God and loves his fellow man would be opposed to any violence whatsoever. I believe Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would be appalled by the tactics utilized by BLM and Antifa. Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream, a dream of unity and brotherhood. His legacy is diminished by the likes of BLM and Antifa. Many of our black brothers and sisters have been hijacked by radical extremists who have absolutely no knowledge of Dr. King's message, his goals, and his dream. Shame on all of us for letting that happen. The good news is Dr. Martin Luther King had a dream. The bad news, some have turned it into a nightmare. But the good news is we can embrace that dream again. And here on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, let's embrace that dream where blacks, whites, Asians, Hispanics, where we can set our differences aside and be happy to be a part of the brotherhood of man, promoting good, not evil, promoting our nationalist pride, 
and we should be proud to be Americans. The United States of America is the greatest country upon the face of the earth. And if we stand by as men and women, regardless of our creed or our color, if we allow the lack of character in our hearts and in our lives to let this country go down the tubes, then shame on us. Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream. He had a dream. Let's take time out today and ponder on the dream he had instead of the nightmare that we have allowed it to become. Well, that's our good news report today. Yeah, there was a little bit of bad news mixed in there with it, but sometimes you got some bad news mixed in with the good news. But the overwhelming story of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is good news. Let's not allow that legacy, let's not allow that dream to be soiled. Well, that's all we're going to talk about today. Next week, we'll have another episode in our Just Good News series. If you know somebody out there that needs to share their good news story, I hope that you will uh, send them our way. Uh, have them to contact us at uh, bboomerunleashed at gmail.com. Once again, that's bboomerunleashed at gmail.com. Let us know what you'd like to talk about, and we'll do our very best to get you on the podcast. Well, it's been great to be with you again. I look forward to spending some time with you again next week. But until then, have a great week, and may God bless each and every one of you. Goodbye. Goodbye.